Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sidious Mag Podcast. I'm Chris Chavez, and this is my show where I chat with some of the biggest names on the track, on the roads, within the coaching ranks, and across the running industry. Our guests sit down and open up in-depth to share their experiences, brilliant insights, and vivid snapshots from their professional and personal accomplishments within the sport. We are also brought to you by Olipop. We've been pounding Olipop for months now and our gut health has never been better. We know all the trepidation that runners have had for years about drinking soda. Olipop calls itself a new kind of soda. Whether you're a runner, a fitness enthusiast, or just someone who wants to make better choices, Olipop is the perfect drink for you. Olipop is a low sugar, low calorie beverage that's packed with prebiotics, botanicals, and plant fibers that nourish your microbiome and supports digestive health. It comes in a variety of tasty flavors like vintage cola, strawberry vanilla, lemon lime, and banana cream. Back in May, there was actually a report that Olipop's root beer flavor is the number one best-selling single-serve root beer. Now, they're coming for the top spot in a new flavor category, ginger ale. Give it a try today. I've got a couple in my fridge, and of course, it's delicious. Sidious Mac Podcast listeners get 25% off non-subscription orders by using code Sidious25 at checkout when they visit drinkolipop.com. You can also find Olipop at Whole Foods, Sprouts, Kroger, Target, Walmart, Publix, and other retailers. So next time you're looking for a refreshing and healthy drink after that long run or hard workout, reach for an Olipop. You won't be disappointed. Feel free to tag us and tag Drink Olipop on your Instagram stories. We love reposting those. Drinkolipop.com, code Sidious25. This is a bonus episode of the Sidious Mac podcast this week as we get to announce that 2023 1500 meter world champion Josh Kerr of Great Britain will headline the field for the men's two mile at the 116th Milrose Games, which will be held at the Armory on February 11th. Josh, who is the reigning Olympic bronze medalist in the 1500 meters and also the European indoor mile record holder, will be competing in his fifth Milrose game since 2018. In 2022, he took second in the Wanamaker Mile. And then earlier this year, he opted to run the 3K against one of the most talented fields ever assembled. The decision paid off as he kicked to victory with a 26.98 final 200 meters to win in 7.33. The Milrose Games is the sixth stop on the 2024 World Athletics Indoor Tour. Live stream and television broadcast details will be announced in the coming weeks. Stay tuned for more Milrose Games athlete announcements as the pro fields come together. If you're interested in getting tickets, you can purchase them online at milrosegames.org. And for more information on all Armory Track events, visit armorytrack.com. Without further ado, here is world champion Josh Kerr. We are joined by 1500 meter world champion Josh Kerr, good friend of the program. We've had you on multiple times uh, over the years, and this is this one's a little bit interesting because I'm catching you in the fall, and we're talking about the indoor season, and this is like a weird time where everyone's kind of in base training. So, Josh, it's really nice to see your face. Uh, the big scoop here. Josh Kerr, the world champion, headlines the 2024 Milrose Games men's two mile. What's the plan here? Well, you know, I think obviously it's normally a 3K. And so there was definitely a little bit of chatter about how can we how can we make this a, the most exciting event possible and really have a go at some fast times and make them as relevant as we can to the world. And, you know, there's there's some fast times out there that uh, that I think we're going to be going after. Yeah, so... 
That's that's a really good way of putting it because I guess like a 3K to an American audience doesn't really mean a whole lot. But when you say two mile and what we saw this summer with Jakob running 754, that's two sub four minute miles back to back, no stopping. That blows a person's mind. What did you sort of take away from watching that race? The indoor two mile world record is 803 by Mo Farah back in 2015. So the the obvious question is, are world records on your mind? It's so far out so far that it's like, it, it's hard to make like a definitive declaration of like, it's going down, but how are we feeling about it? Yeah, I think, you know, like you're saying, yeah, we're three months out. However, um, I'd be missed to, to say that this is not like a, a race event to go after the two mile world record. And so there's going to be a fantastic field, but it will be paced at the two-mile world record. Um, currently, I'm in fantastic shape. I'm having an amazing fall, dealing with everything new and everything that's exciting and amazing and also terrible about being a world champion. Um, you know, just taking up my time every day. And, and uh, yeah, I'm very excited for it. I mean, I think, you know, Melrose is the best meet, indoor meet of the year, I think. Um, I think it's got an atmosphere like no nowhere else, and we're just looking to make it as exciting as possible. And I think uh, I think Ray and and you know everyone over there at the Melrose Games have have just tried as hard as they can to keep the fields exciting and to keep the races exciting. Melrose is my favorite meet of the year. Can you describe a little bit more of that atmosphere and why people should go and buy their tickets at MelroseGames.org? So for if you haven't experienced it, I think, you know, I've ran it, I think, every single year since I was invited from when I was in college. And the reason for it is there's just like the atmosphere in there. It's so small for how many people are in there. And, you know, there's no one in the infield or anything like that. It's slightly different that way. But you've just got a packed out stadium. You've got a hospitality event. You've just got race after race of the most elite guys and girls in the world going after fast times and you know it's less of like let's run this distance because it makes sense it's more of let's run this distance because let's go for the most exciting event possible if it's the 600 or the mile or the 1500 or the two mile or like you know the 260 whatever it's just like quick action and uh yeah and then you've just got events that you're probably the closest you could be to some of the best runners in the world this year it overlaps with the Super Bowl. Can we get a guarantee that the men's two miles is going to be bigger and better than the Super Bowl? <laughs> we need to get a one mile halftime show um, <laughs> through the through the two mile. But uh, yeah, you know, as a I'm not a huge American football fan, so you know, I definitely think it's going to be more exciting. It's definitely going to be quicker and more intensely exciting. I can tell you that. A question people might be wondering when they see this announcement is why not the mile? We were wondering that last year when you chose to run the 3K, you end up winning that. So it's not like you made the wrong decision or anything. So why not the mile this time? So for for me, I think it's really, really important to be ready for the mile when it's time to be ready for the mile. And I think there's definitely a place for it. Like there's definitely, it was going through my mind. I was thinking about running one. Um, I kind of wanted to run one at home. I kind of wanted to run one at like the Birmingham World Indoor Tour. Um, sadly, that's not a thing this year. And at that time in February, I was like, well, you know, 
I'm still coming off really, really high base training and I still want to be running or training towards a 5k at that time of year. And so it just fits in kind of perfectly where it is a bit speedier, but it's not, it's not the mile because I think, you know, the mile is a fantastic distance, but I do think it's such an accumulation of like, how good are you at the five? How good are you at the eight? Run a fantastic 15. And, you know, the way that we always create the year is work on your five, work on your eight, run a good mile. And uh, yeah, so it is sad though, because I've been second in the Melrose Mile twice and I've never won it. And it's like a huge goal of mine. But after everything went so well last year, we're not going to really stray too far away from that initial or plan that went so well last year. So the two mile fits in pretty perfectly. So the biggest thing with you and Danny is that there's always intention when it comes to selecting your races. I mean, kind of, we go back to 2022, you ran Milrose and then, you know, surprise a lot of people by running that BU mile. And, but there was intention behind it because you knew that you were fit and you wanted that race to kind of prove it. It's hard to see without seeing what the final outcome is going to be from months from now. But like, this is the first season where you've said that you have the blueprint to know what it takes to be a champion. How does a two mile or how do you presume a two mile fits into that greater equation? Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I have, I have this roadmap for what I believe will make the best uh, Olympic final for me. Um, that would, it's going to be different for my teammates. It's going to be different for any 50 on meter or 800 meter runner in the world. So for me, I know what makes me tick. I don't need a rust buster. I, I'm good at going out and getting the job done. I don't like to over race because I like to race extremely hard and extremely well. And we taper for things. And I just want to make sure that the training's there. And if the training's there, I am the best 50 on meter runner in the world. And so I just need to make sure there's consistency. And so the way that I look at races is, what can I do to bring the most value to that race as well as being, you know, learning as much as possible from that race? So, you know, when I get paid to go to races now, I, I don't want to be fifth or sixth place like I could have before. Um, and so it's about when someone buys a ticket to the Melrose game, they're like, oh, if Josh says, you know, two weeks out, three weeks out, he's going after this world record. I'm gone and I want to see it. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go be like, oh, well, it's okay if I don't get it. And so there's a lot more, um, not external pressure, but like there is more expectation there. So that has to be taken with a, you know, an extra, an extra step of being like, okay, it's going to be a little bit more stressful in some of these situations, but you're just going to have to deal with that. And so, yeah, it's not really been part of me since college to go out and race a lot. Um, but this two mile excites me. And that's what I had a problem with after the Olympics was like nothing really got me out of bed and to go and run. Um, and I really struggled through the fall after the Olympic Games because uh, I was just like, oh, it's a world championship year. It's awesome. But, you know, it's going to take me so long to get dig myself out of this hole that I've uh, drank and eaten myself into. But um, but yeah, so this year is a little bit more like let's find things that excite us. And that two mile definitely excites me. Okay, so a lot was made out of your diet in the lead up to Budapest. When does the diet start for Milrose? <laughs> uh, it started six weeks ago or whenever we started practice. You know, it's it's less of a, a diet now, I guess. It's more of like a lifestyle-y. Uh, that's just kind of how I deal with my nutritionist. Is, is, uh, my nutritionist and my chef kind of just work together and make sure that they're 
putting together smart and and um just well-rounded meals for me because it's just that it was just something that I couldn't I it was just it wasn't a, a strength for me it was a real big weakness where um I'd be I, I'd be eating like a college kid you know my my fiance lives in Florida so she she doesn't uh she doesn't help me with the cooking anymore and uh, I'm a bit of a slob when it comes to food so uh yeah so we just thought it would be a good idea to keep that going so yeah it's it, it's there it's uh it's gonna keep going all right. So one thing I've noticed in the last couple of weeks, since you did get back to practice, lots of Instagram posts, lots of reels. Like last year, you were like kind of holding the cards close to your chest. This time around, you're really sharing in the process, in the journey. Is is this all intentional? Um, I think for me, I used to, it was almost like we were trying different things training wise. We were you know, we were really just trying to figure out what worked behind the scenes a little bit more. Um, but now I kind of have an idea of what I'm doing. I feel a bit more comfortable sharing what I'm doing where people aren't like, oh, that's weird. Like that. I don't know why that, why you would do this or why you do that. People get, um, yeah, they get real opinionated when things aren't going super well, but, uh, no, I just feel a bit more comfortable sharing some things. And I think, um, you know, we're in an age now where, where content is important to, uh you know fans and 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 like for each brand that we work with and things like that and so i'm just also trying to create value for people who are trying to follow me and follow my story as well um behind behind who who i really am because i do feel like i've kind of missed the mark on that a couple times and and uh yeah i was just kind of like you know what i think i think this is something that i could get better at and and hopefully give a bit more insight and what it takes to you know to be to be a world champion when Danny was on our show, he talked about the key performance indicators. You know, I love the phrase. I just saw on Instagram that you guys had one recently. What can you share about that? And what were some of like the takeaways for where you are in the season right now? I was going to share that on the Instagram, but I got no footage of the KPI workout. And it was really obvious that the workout that I shared on the video was not the workout that I was talking about. <laughs> and so that's why I didn't share it. But yeah, no, I can share it. So we did, um, we just did a, a 2300s off of like a hundred meter jog. Um, and then we spiked, we actually spiked up at, at 10. So we took a, a minute and a half or two minutes extra. Um, at 10 and I think we averaged like 46, nine or 47, one or something like that. Um, but we run that workout every year. And normally when we run that workout, uh, let me explain it a little bit more. So you're doing 20, uh, 20, uh, 300s. And then it's just a slight jog. It talk, normally takes us about 30 seconds between 25 and 30 seconds to jog that hundred recovery. And, uh, it's supposed to be like a goal 5k race pace workout. Now, my goal 5k race pace and my actual 5k race pace are very different, I believe, because I, I haven't run so. a very good 5k, um, which, you know, we could get into at some point. But so, yeah, it was just like we'd run the work every year and it's always super hard. Danny's like, God, prepare for something to be like an eight or nine out of 10. Um, you know, I think Danny's 10 out of 10 and my 10 out of 10 are slightly different where I'm like, I want to be taken away in an ambulance at 10 out of 10. And so nine out of 10 is pretty close to that. Um so we did it and, you know, we've averaged, you know, faster than what we'd ever done and, and faster than he was expecting. And I just was like, look, I'm at like a six or a seven. So we had to add more onto the workout. And that's Wait, what, were, what were you averaging? 
Don't let the people don't leave the people hanging. Uh I think the first five were 48, second five were 47s, third five were 46s, and fourth five were 45 points. Yeah. Um, and so, but it was a group of us. It was it was myself, Henry Wynn, um, Will Leeds, Brannon, um, I believe that was it. Yeah, I think that was it. Um and so, yeah, no, that was, it, it was a squad effort. And, you know, I think, you know, some people did 17, 18, 16, uh, myself and Henry did 20. And then we added, added a little bit extra of just like a mile worth of um, pretty much sprinting the the hundred and then jogging the bends just because we'd had spikes on for quite a while at this time of season. But um, yeah. And so it's just, things are clicking. It's a bit easier. These workouts are a bit easier than they normally are. And it just shows through a little bit of a little bit of commitment uh in the fall of just getting the mileage in and and um staying on track with a with a lifestyle of food that you know things can come together so yeah we're having a good time in the fall in seattle how do 200 repeats fit into your title defense for the holiday half or is that not going to happen now i my favorite race of the year by far, I'm sorry, Melrose, but by far is the San Diego Holiday Hat. And, uh, but I'm really scared it's not going to be the experience I want to see. My first ever 5K was one of the easiest races I've ever ran because I didn't quite understand the concept of it yet. We went out super slow and we closed. I ran my second ever 5K. It was the hardest race I've ever ran to this day. And so now I'm worried that this half is going to be, it's not going to be the experience I want. But you're going to do it. I'm going to run the, I'm going to run the San Diego half. Yeah. Yeah. So myself and Henry are going to run it. Uh, Ali Baholski is going to run it. And I think Dylan Maggard might run it. Oh, Dylan's also ran the workout uh, last week as well. Sorry, Dylan. He's going to be real mad at me for that. Um, And so, yeah, we're, we were just discussing, we're like, you know, we can talk about it closer to the time, see where we are. We're not going to like train for it. Because we don't train for it, like the, the longest tempo we've done is like seven miles. But um, we were like, yeah, we could we could have some fun with it. And I'm trying to like message the guys I was running with last year, but like uh, I'm trying to get my fiance to like message them in Spanish so that they can uh, so we can so we can have a good time again. But yeah, hopefully hopefully it's a good turnout and hopefully it's good weather. But yeah, another downhill half. You can't you can't go wrong. I love it. Uh, I didn't know that the San Diego holiday half has the cash for an appearance before a world champion like that. <laughs> Listen, I, I, or, wait, sure did you, I, or are you paying your, your race entry? I'm pretty sure I got my race entry waived. So okay. I was like, well, <laughs> you know, I think that comes with a t-shirt too. So, you know, um, I really wanted to pace, uh, a major marathon, uh, instead, but there wasn't really like New York was just slightly too early. Um, we always do like a time trial type effort or something hard at the end of this block. And so round about the 15th to 16th of December. And so it just works out super well with the day. So there's a couple other halves that we were talking about, but um, you, you got to go with, with the, the holiday half. It's just a, it's a fantastic event. How <laughs> they're not, they're not paying me anybody to go there. <laughs> how, uh, how, so if you did New York, how far would you have wanted to go? That's a great question. I don't know how far I could have gone. I mean, if it was in December, what did they go through the half in? I I watched it, but maybe if I would probably pace like some of uh, some like the UK guys or something like that. Maybe some like obviously not the top group, but um, I think I could. I think I could pace 
pretty smoothly through the half of 65. Okay. 64, four and a half, something like that. Yeah, but, I was going to say, if you would have done Chicago, like Kelvin Kiptune would be a really tough one. No, 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 no. I'll do the first 5K maybe on that. But um, yeah, so I think that that's a goal for the future for sure. Um, maybe maybe some other, like a non-Olympic year where we can have some fun with it. But uh, yeah, this year is just going to be the holiday half again. Love it. All right, Josh. Well, I appreciate you taking the time for this and I'm looking forward to the road to the Milrose games and, uh, you know, the world, uh, the, the title defense comes at the, well, I guess you got a while until the title defense, but in Olympic year, the stakes are high and, and I would say you have a little bit of a target on your back. I'm enjoying it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You'll see some more, more, more shit to be talked on Instagram. I'm sure closer to the time. Thank you all for listening to this episode. This episode was produced by Jasmine Fair. I love doing this for you guys, so please do me a favor and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify that helps us grow the show and get even more awesome guests. Let me know what you're enjoying about the show. Make sure you're subscribed or following on your favorite podcast players. Please share this episode with your friends if you think that they'll get any value or inspiration out of it. Let's build this thing together. Visit SidiousMag.com for a lot more. We've got a brand new website with tons more articles, videos, and podcasts. As always, I love track and field. I'm Chris Chavez. See you next time.